Hello, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Dustin Wyatt with the uh, Spartanburg Herald Journal. Um, I am going to start rolling out this new idea um, every every uh, week or so, uh, talking to people in Spartanburg, the city or the county, about things happening locally. This is my first installment of that, so I hope it goes well. <laughs> um, I am joined today with the uh, Spartanburg uh, city planner, uh, Natalia Rosario. Uh, yes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And there is a uh, city council meeting uh, next Monday, the 1st of 2020, and um, there will be a discussion. Of course, this year is significant because you guys are, um, throughout the year, um, developing this comprehensive plan yes. for, the, for the future. And this will look at the city of Spartanburg 20 to 30 years from now. It is, yes. Correct? Yes. And you're really excited about this, uh, this I am. process. I'm so thrilled. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everyone I talk to about it, um, I, I hope I can jazz them up with my own energy. But um, the city hasn't taken something like this on since 2004, and it um, it's it's a big big deal, a big process because uh, the end result is a document that will guide all of the city decisions. Um, from council down to staff, uh, we hope. And mm-hmm. so we need as much input into that as possible because we are here to serve. Mm-hmm. And, and, and input from, from who? Obviously, you want to hear from everyone in the city who has stake in the city, whether it be residents, business owners, children, senior adults, you know, yeah. everyone. I mean, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so the, the value of a comp plan is having all of the public input into it, right? Um, we can't work from a plan that uh, no one believes in. Mm-hmm. So, um, like you said, you know, business, nonprofit, um, residents, seniors, kids will be going to the schools, partnering with as many um, nonprofit and business partners as we can. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do some kind of mini public input sessions, mm-hmm. like uh, at neighborhood associations. Mm-hmm. We'll have um, a week-long planning event called Planapalooza. Okay. Um, where our planners, cool name. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it is trademarked, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> Um, so we will have that in a central location downtown where for a week long um, our uh, comprehensive planning firm will set up and anyone can walk in, tell them what they think, do some of the fun activities um, that we'll, we'll have set up for public input. And um, we'll also have online online mm. uh, public input. Right, right. So. And how long will this process take? How long do you, th- do you think it will be before the city actually adopts and finalizes this uh this plan i would think 18 months okay um i mean it's a long process trying Mm -hmm. to get input from everyone on everything uh, because the comp plan does cover um, just about anything that happens in a city from transportation housing economic development capital expenditures parks and trails etc a lot lot there it's a lot Mm. and we need a lot of information from a lot of people um and of course it has to go through public review the planning commission and city council review Mm -hmm. it and prove it um, so yeah, 18 months should be about the timeline. Yeah, and and just if you, if you can um, explain to me um, why why this comp plan uh, process is so significant. Why is it so important? Oh I mean, you, you may have already touched on that before in, in sure. your first bill, but just kind of explain why why this matters so much. There are so many reasons. I think probably um, in. M- For the public and their interests, um, this document basically represents your wishes and vision for the city moving forward 20 and 30 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most cities have comprehensive plans, and our zoning ordinance, which is the document that manages um, how, you know, anything from how businesses can build their sites to, um, you know, signage and landscaping and all all sorts of things that make the physical environment of the city happen. are based on the comprehensive plan, as well as strategic plans that city staff works off of. Um, And 
I don't know. It's there's opportunity for visioning and fun, mm-hmm. um, but it's also very concretely uh, setting down expectations um, for uh, spending into mm-hmm. the future, and mm-hmm. that helps um, city staff and city council determine what are our priorities, where where do we need to spend uh, now, five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now, and what are our economic development strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially it's uh, we hope it will be a guidebook and lay out a a map um how to get to where we want to be and we don't know where we want to be until we talk that's why this process is so so important to to get to that point yes absolutely okay and and so understand the last time the city went through this process was 16 years ago 2004 right yes so it's been a while since the city has gone through this and of course a lot has changed in the city of sportenberg in that time yeah, I mean, I can't even name all the things we've seen that's changed. Right? That yeah, time. we were talking. That would be like a three-hour-long podcast. Yeah, nobody wants to sit there and listen to that all day. So. Or maybe they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they do. <laughs> if you're a real I'm, nerd, I'm guessing um, probably not. But yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah. But yeah, there has been so much change, mm-hmm. and um, I can tell you, being in the region that we're in, situated between Atlanta and Charlotte, and going up to Raleigh, having 85 and 26, mm-hmm. um, basically right right along our border. Um, all kinds of economic growth and population growth are going to be coming to this region in Spartanburg County, um, uh, along with some of the other counties in the upstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also very important for us to determine how are we going to manage that growth? How can we capitalize on it? Um, how can we you know, make it work for us? We want to bring new people into the city, um, but of course we don't want to overburden our own infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So we have to take infrastructure um, needs into account. Um, and also kind of thinking of building typologies uh, and what that is is essentially what kind of buildings and what do they look like and how do they serve the public. Mm-hmm. So our downtown is under an urban code which focuses more on the design of the building in the public realm versus just the use, which uh, most of the city is under a Euclidean zoning code that basically focuses on the use mm-hmm. of the property. Um, so it's an opportunity to think about what we really want um, things to even look like and what's most attractive to us and what speaks the most about Spartanburg and what's unique about us. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are a very unique community, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure we maintain that even though we will go through a lot of changes and growth right, in the next right. year. Right, and, and with, with the comp plan being so old, the one we have now um, that was last done in 2004, mm-hmm. uh, 16 years ago, uh, I, I imagine that that poses some challenges today. Um, you mentioned yesterday about Union Street and, and the, the zoning there. Right. And, uh, can, 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 you, can you kind of speak to that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, so a lot of our zoning um, is leftover and patchwork from many years even stretching back into the 50s and 60s Um, and throughout that time a lot of areas in the city maybe we can use Union Street as an example like Mm -hmm. you said um, were zoned for industrial or heavy commercial uses and um, in the modern day those uses have moved out into more rural areas and industrial parks like Mm -hmm. uh, Tiger River out Mm -hmm. in the county um, so it's just not feasible to attract industrial uses into the city, into the locations that we have, because their needs have changed. Um, and that said, there's a huge opportunity uh, in these places like Union Street, which uh, have plenty of vacant buildings, mm-hmm. but are also right along the rail trail. Right. Um, and so, uh, and we've seen it in Greenville and TR, where all kinds of really cool um, pedestrian, I guess, uh, pedestrian. You're right. 
Traveler's Rest, for example, has really, really used that trail, and they really kind of built a lot of uh, retail and restaurants and bars right. along that trail. Right. And Spartanburg has a real trail in place here, so there's a chance we could maybe see yeah. that stuff kind of pop up here in Spartanburg. Yeah. So as people kind of think about what they want to see in the city, um, don't be afraid to maybe even completely reimagine things mm-hmm. uh, very differently from how they are now. Uh, it's all within the community's control. Um, so if you have a dream for Union Street or anywhere else, uh, be thinking creatively um, what that would look like, what would happen there, um, right. that sort of thing. And, and now is the time to kind of, to kind of bring those dreams forward. If you have, right. if you have something you want to see downtown, or even outside downtown, yeah. in, the, in the whole city. It's yeah. a city-wide, not just downtown. Right. Yeah, I definitely encourage yeah. people. I love downtown. We all love downtown. Mm-hmm. We work really hard um, and are continuing to work hard to, to improve it and make it the best it can be. Um, but I definitely encourage everyone to think about the west side, the east side. Um, those are more than just commercial corridors and hubs. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of our residents live out in those areas. Um, and we want those places to be as attractive and pedestrian friendly and safe um, as much as downtown. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't want people to think that everyone is secondary to downtown. Uh, and I, I would really think of this as an opportunity uh, to bring as much creativity to individual neighborhoods as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned yesterday that, you know, looking ahead 20, 30 years from now uh, for Spartanburg and the city of Spartanburg, um, there's a chance we could see, you know, more density, more growth come downtown. Right. And you said there's still plenty of um, property available oh, yeah. downtown to, to put stuff, to put yeah. retail and restaurants, et cetera, yeah. more, more high-rise buildings. Kind of speak about how much, how much space there is oh available. To, I mean, there's, there's yeah. plenty of uh, vacant property out there, yeah, correct? Yeah, there, there is. And in terms of w- what I mean by vacant, at least, is there's not a building on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some places like the old Cannon Roofing site, um, along West Main, past mm-hmm. um, the AC, heading out uh, towards W.O. Ezel. Um, and really, our downtown footprint is more than just Main Street. Right. Uh, the Urban Code applies all the way up, uh, you know, over to Pine Street, down to Henry um, all the way over to John B. White and um, basically stretching up into the north side. Mm-hmm. So there um, is a ton of opportunity for infill, for new and creative projects, um, and we really hope to attract, obviously, more white-collar jobs. Um, but to do that, we have to have places for you know young professionals to live. Right, right. And um, shop. You know, and you, shop. You mentioned grocery shopping. Oh, yeah. To do grocery shopping. There's no grocery store downtown, downtown to buy your groceries. You have to get in your car and drive, I think, right. to, to Union Street. Yeah. Angles the there to, to yeah. buy your groceries. So to have a grocery store downtown, that yeah. would be a, a, a cool thing to bring downtown, it too. And Definitely. Yeah. So it's, you know, taking a look at the, the really livabil, livability aspects of things. Downtown is cool to visit, but we want it to be a great place to live. Like, you could spend your whole mm-hmm. day in downtown and have Not no have to leave for any, for any, right. for any reason. Right. Yeah. And I should also note that the south side is also in search of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, and as most of us know, the Save-A-Lot, unfortunately, right. went out of business, right. which has created a food desert there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do not have the benefits of, you know, restaurants and coffee right. shops like downtown does. Right, um, right. So... Keep that in mind. Right. There's other other places right. also. And I had just one more question before I bring sure. this to a close. I don't want to keep you here all day. No, you're and fine. No one's listening to a you know too long of a podcast about this. <laughs> they might, but hopefully they do. I mean, uh, I hope the interest in the city is strong enough to yeah. that would generate you know. Well, uh, our communications yeah. department, of course, also does a podcast, and we've had some that are I don't know how many how yeah. long Christopher goes, but we'll sit there and talk for an hour, and he chops it down. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So um, of course, um, there's been a lot of talk in the city about affordable housing and bringing in more affordable 
affordable housing uh, to the city. Uh, what role does that play when it comes to this comp plan? Where, where does that fit into this? Uh, well, the this comp plan has a whole section about housing, mm-hmm. um, which will cover affordability and the types of housing and where they go. Um, so it's probably one of the more important aspects of this, especially as we try to address our equity concerns and poverty concerns. Um, we've got to figure out where the right type of housing works um, mm-hmm. and and what kind of mixes we do in terms of um, income. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a community that's all low income uh, because that can breed a lot of social pathologies. And we have to find places for affordable housing to fit in well with um, the surrounding community. We don't want to uh, overwhelm an existing community with uh, affordable housing that's not well designed or well managed either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suspect as we go through the plan, we'll be talking about that. Um, hopefully missing middle housing will come up. That's a great way to um, kind of on a low scale build additional units um, that fit in well with the fabric of existing communities um, and with the right kinds of management can really be um, beneficial mm-hmm. uh, and maybe help some of those affordability issues. Well, that's all I have right now. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today and uh, joining me on my very first uh, official podcast uh, awesome. doing this. We hope to keep this going in the future. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll get some um, people interested in joining me in the future oh, sure. for other stuff. Yeah, thank you for having me <laughs> yeah, on as thanks, your, your thanks first for, uh, person. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> and we uh, we actually um, have um, an idea for a name for this podcast. I tweeted out, you know, trying to get people to give me some feedback what, what to name this. Since my last name is Wyatt. You know, Wyatt. my managing editor suggested that we do Why It Matters. I love it. So that's what we're going to go yes. with, I think. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, I definitely uh, want people to stay engaged with the paper we <laughs> yeah. were talking about. Hey, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This, appreciate that. You know, yeah. the staff is not as much as it was in newspapers all over the country, and this is a really modern approach. Um, and I'm sure you'll have people with much more to say than myself. Who will no, you've, been, you've been great. Yeah. I don't know. Been a great first guest. Meh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you.